0: And, girls, and welcome back to another episode of Seb Talk Sports. That intro music and podcast theme was created by all pro New York Giants running back, now music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Go and check him out on all of his social media platforms at 4 Running on Twitter and Instagram and his music under David E. Wilson across all good music streaming services. He's free for business, so drop him a message if you want some beats for your podcast, advert, commercial, absolutely anything you need. Before I get into this episode, I just want to say that if you're not already following Seb Talk Sports across all platforms, then please do. You can find me on Facebook, Seb Talks Sports, YouTube, Seb Talks Sports, Twitter, at Seb Talks Sports, and Instagram, where I'm primarily active. Again, it's at Seb Talks Sports. Today, I've got another fantastic guest, a former Arizona Cardinals and record-breaking Princeton Tigers quarterback who took to the field alongside All-Pros David Johnson and the one and only Larry Fitzgerald, as well as the XFL, which now looks to be revived after it was recently purchased. It's none other than Charles Canuff. Enjoy. My guest today is a former Arizona Cardinals and record-breaking Princeton Tigers quarterback who played alongside All-Pros David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald when he got a taste of the NFL, as well as the XFL before they suspended operations. It's an absolute pleasure to welcome Charles Knuff to Seb Talk Sports. Charles, how are you? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me on. You got it, man. Thanks so much for coming on today. i want going to go right back to the beginning to start with. So what would you say were your earliest memories of playing football and how did you end up becoming a quarterback?
1: uh yeah my earliest memories are probably playing just at recess in so growing in the states i'm not sure how they how they do recess uh, recess in the uk but here a lot of kids played football mm. like that was like the number one game when i was in i don't know kindergarten through sixth grade we would go at lunch and that was what we always played and i i think i liked being in control so if you're in control you're the quarterback yeah. <laughs> you take the ball i didn't i didn't actually get to play quarterback until i was in uh Until I was in high school, really, I played pop Warner. I played I played flag football and I got to play quarterback a couple years in my middle school. But then in call it in high school, sorry, in pop Warner, I didn't I wasn't able to. I played tight end and like offensive tackle, and then I like backed up a little bit. But then when I got into high school, I started playing, and I was I played quarterback. I started training. I had a quarterback coach in like eighth grade that helped me a lot, and then I got a really good coach when I was in a freshman in high school. But I always wanted to be a basketball player. Honestly, I spent almost all my life playing basketball. And then I do say I got hurt, injured. I had these alligator slaughter and I quit in eighth grade. And then I started playing football in freshman year and I just loved it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, ever since guess- then.
0: It's obviously a good choice because um, I want to move to your college career quickly. So you had a fantastic college career at Princeton, especially your senior season when you were the Bushnell Cup winner as the Ivy League Offensive Player of the Year. And then you broke the Tigers record for passing yards with over 7,500 and then completion percentage, 73.2%. So just all of these record-breaking numbers, including a great display against Georgetown in 50-30 wins. So just a tremendous college career, to say the least, which of course got you your opportunity with the Cardinals, which we'll get to. But how much did you enjoy your time at Princeton? And what did it mean to share that great senior season with your teammates?
1: It was awesome. yeah, I really love i i love I love playing there, and it was very gratifying to have won. I mean, I think my actually true senior year, we didn't win as many games. So that was that was a lot tougher, honestly. the year before we'd won, I didn't have as like statistically as good, but team sports you play to win. I mean, it doesn't really matter how your stats go. Maybe you feel a little bit better about yourself when you have a bunch of stats, but you way rather play horribly and win the game than yeah. lose. so. I would say the last last years were, last years were great. I mean, I, I love I love playing there and it was good to like, I think I developed, the coaches did a really good job of like developing their players. And I got a lot better from my freshman to my senior. I got better every year and that's still what I'm trying to do.
0: And of course, you then received interest from the Cardinals who signed you as an undrafted free agent on the 1st of May, 2018 and gave you an opportunity to compete for a roster spot in the 2018 pre-season. So how did it feel to receive that call from Arizona and be given the chance to show what you could do in the NFL? Yeah. What did it mean to you and your family?
1: I meant a ton. I mean, it's like a, beyond a dream come true. I don't even think I would have thought of that. I always like always dream about playing, but it doesn't even seem like something that's tangible. And then it became very tangible that I was in camp with Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon and Josh Rosen and playing. I mean, I thought I could play with them. I think I I think I think showed that I could play with them, and I, I had the great experience then. I ended up being on the practice squad most of the year. I got active for a game or two, which was basically the same as being practice squad when I was still a third quarterback. But... It was, yeah, I would say it was it was a dream come true.
0: And of course, you had a great display in that preseason, before the season. Playing all four of the Cardinals preseason games, racked up 178 yards in very limited snaps, including a 48-yard bomb to Jalen Tolliver against the Chargers and a touchdown pass to Bryce Williams as well, just two plays later in the very same game. So how did it feel to walk out onto that field at State Farm Stadium and play in your first NFL game? Can you just describe that feeling to us, contributing to that win against the Chargers?
1: we actually practiced in the stadium. So I, oh, okay. I think the first time I went in there, I was like, wow, like this is just crazy. Like, the grass is so nice. I mean, it's like, I've, I've been to like uh, soccer games in, uh, in London. I forget who I saw play, but I remember like the, there's being like, Oh my God, look at this grass. And it was like the same feeling like, yeah, Oh yeah. my goodness. The grass is just incredible. <laughs> and Now you get to go play on it. It's like, it's pretty surreal. And then when you, yeah, I think they, we had a ton of fans. I don't know how many, Felt like a ton of fans to me coming from the Ivy League. I really think like, there were sixty thousand people there or something, a preseason game, and it was just like, yeah, it was really a dream come true. And I, it was, it was fun that I got to play when I did get to play. I think I got it in the fourth quarter. It's always, it's always tough as a fourth. There's not enough snaps normally for all the quarterbacks, so you never get as much as you want. But I got a lot actually that preseason because Sam and Josh both were hurt, mm. so it was great.
0: Of course, I have to talk about some of the names you played with in Arizona. So during that preseason, obviously throughout training camp, like you were saying, you had the honor of playing alongside not only 2016 first-team All-Pro running back David Johnson, but of course one of the greatest receivers of all time and future Hall of Famer Larry Fitzgerald. So what was it like playing with both of those guys? And was there anything in particular they did or that you saw that just sort of set them apart with regards to work ethic or mentality? What were they like as teammates?
1: Larry I got to know pretty well because I, I went through them as house he needed people to like train with. So I think I know his training routine better than most. And he has a a personal trainer that lives with him basically. And he is very regimented. He stays on his task, but he does he think he does a good job of not also like overworking himself. He said when he was younger, he would train all year when he's saying your body can take it. Now, as he's gotten older, he kind of trains, he takes a couple months off. And then when he's training, he's really locked in. I mean, he doesn't, I don't think he drinks, he eats very well. He had like a chef coming, cooking him very healthy food. And then when he, he trains hard, and then he also has he has just ridiculous hand-eye coordination, like nothing you've ever seen, and, and he's motivated to keep training and doing it. So I think it's a good combination to make him arguably the best receiver ever. David is like a freak of nature. I mean, he's just so strong. He also works really hard. I mean, he's always doing extra stuff in the weight room, and after practice, he's just a very good they're – both, they're both really good human beings, and I think that actually helps them because it, it keeps them humble you know, it keeps them working hard.
0: Throughout your career, you've been coached by and played on some great football minds. So at Princeton, longtime head coach, Bob Sarace, and then Sean Gleason in the first year there. We've obviously now at Rutgers as the OC, as well as Steve Wilkes, Mike McCoy, and longtime QB for my Jaguars right there, Byron Leftwich in Arizona. And then obviously Super Bowl champion Winston Moss briefly in the XFL, which I'll get to in a minute. So of those guys, and of course, anyone you want to mention, of course, who has been most influential to your career as a quarterback and which piece of advice they gave you was most useful?
1: I think it's like impossible to say who's the most impactful because they all every at every stage, right? It's been I've been so lucky to have so many good coaches. I had I had a great coach too, and before Sean Gleason was James Perry, who's now head coach at Brown. He was the offensive coordinator. Coach Trace was awesome. Sean, coach Gleason was also great, and fantastic. Um, I really I love Mike McCoy. I'm talking more like offensive coordinators, who so that kind of matter more. It matters more. It's the guy you spend the most time with. Yeah. Um, and Byron, I'm probably like still, I'm still really close with Byron. I'm still I'm really, really close with all, I think I've just talked, I've talked to all these, all those people you mentioned in the last month or so, Oh wow! Uh, I played bound for Byron for two years. So in the NFL, I would say I'm, I would say I'm closest with him somewhat, just friend, friends with him too. we talk about other things that are not related to football, but he had a big impact on me coming in because he was the quarterback coach, I would say in the NFL I didn't really know what to expect but he really just instilled confidence in me and believed in me like hey it doesn't matter where you went to school it doesn't matter what's on your name that's on your helmet it's how you can play and you can play just play with confidence he would say before every game and that's something I've really taken to heart
0: nice that's awesome Okay, so I want to talk about the XFL very quickly. After yesterday's news of the revival by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, amongst others, it's a hot topic right now. You firstly signed with the New York Guardians earlier before being traded to the LA Wildcats within a couple of weeks, and then scoring the team's first touchdown in franchise history when diving to the end zone against the Houston Roughnecks, which is an awesome play. So how did you find your priest in the XFL? How did it differ to the NFL? And as an exclusive for my podcast, now that we have yesterday's news, is there any chance we're going to see you back in the XFL in the future?
1: Maybe, <laughs> I have no idea. What will happen? I don't think anybody has any idea, but yeah, I mean, if there's if I'm not back on the NFL team, I'm still going to be. jump am still training, trying to play football. So yeah, hopefully the XFL was awesome. Actually, it was like it was football. Like I feel like distilled in its essence. There's no. It was kind of reminded me of like the Ivy League, where you really you're playing for the love of the game, right? Mm. It's not. It's it's a little bit less. I would say it's like a little bit. Less, you're walking on eggshells a little less in the NFL. You kind of like I feel like you walk on eggshells a little bit when you're bottom of the roster guy. And there it was kind of like you go out and practice and you just do your best and. That's great. Scoring touchdown was awesome, and getting to just play a game. I mean, I've been in the NFL for two years, where I was a third string quarterback, so I never got to play in real games or play for a full game. I mean, the first game, I like couldn't believe how long it was taking. Mm. It was unfortunate to get injured. Honestly, I got I got hurt in the very first game, yeah. at the end of the game, and then I more I was coming. The week I was coming back was when the season was canceled, mm-hmm. so that was just like a personal frustration. But I was not like the XFL's fault at all. I mean, I think they did a, a good job with making it cool and fun, like fun to play football again. So nice. I hope it comes back.
0: Yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, Charles, I'm going to end with some quick five questions. You ready?
1: hmm Let's
0: do it. Okay. Favorite takeout food? Thai food. Nice. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Big or Tupac?
1: Tupac. West
0: Coast. Yeah. us go. Favorite sports movie? Coach Carter. Funniest guy in the Cardinals locker room?
1: Uh, last year, Terrell Suggs. Mm. <laughs> nice. I don't think he's still there anymore. He was pretty funny. <laughs>
0: Funniest ever teammate prank you either saw at Princeton, Arizona, or LA?
1: Somebody took a a key, there's somebody's keys, don't remember who did it, and wrapped the keys like with like a thousand things of tape, so like you (laughs) couldn't even get the keys
0: out. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) Okay, so your favorite quarterback of all time, was there anyone in particular you modeled your game on?
1: When I was a little kid, Michael Vick was my favorite quarterback. I could not model my game on him, so I think as I actually started playing football, Tom Brady. Mm. I mean, I've. I mean he's I think pretty clearly ahead he's one of the top but there's a ton I mean Drew Brees, Peyton Manning yeah. but probably Tom Brady the most.
0: Okay so if I put you on the spot who would you say is the greatest quarterback of all time?
1: I would probably have to say him I mean he's won six championships we'll yeah. see if he can win some more with another team yeah. but yeah I think he's he's set the standard for the position.
0: Okay and a bit different to end it so who's winning the NBA finals this year? The Lakers. Lakers, yeah. The Lakers.
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> Lakers. We're back. We're back.
0: Yeah. We'll see.
1: We'll see. <laughs> was, oh, Raptors. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah was, we, didn't look, we didn't look so good against them two days yeah, ago. Yeah, that's
0: right. We, we got the win today, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's not looking down. hope we don't have to play them. <laughs>
0: We'll see how it goes. Charles, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you on social media? And also check out the FarmLink work that I know you're doing, which is awesome.
1: I'm at Canoff, and then you could just go to farmlink.org. Perfect. That would be awesome. Anything helps. So if you donate or just want to volunteer, it would be awesome.
0: Good stuff. Charles, thank you once again.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: And there he goes. The former Arizona Cardinals, Princeton Tigers and Los Angeles Wildcats quarterback, Charles Knuff. Now putting his effort into helping those in need during these unprecedented times surrounding the COVID-19 pandemic. An amazing guy and I can't wait to see what the future holds for Charles. I've got many more great guests coming very soon. So stay tuned right here on Seb Talk Sports. And to take us out as usual, here's another brilliant track by all pro New York Giants running back turned music creator and friend of the show, David Wilson. Catch you soon, guys.